Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of K-Fabe Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and I am joined here once again by the rest of the K-Fabe crew. Introducing first, he is the king of the K-Fabe kickflip, Mr. Wex Breaking the Loss. And Wex, how are we living today, bud? Living pretty good, you know. It's a good, solid Thursday. The only thing I can say negative is that Titans starting outside linebacker Harold Landry tore his ACL in practice, and yeah. that's just absolutely fucked. So I'm sorry. It sucks. So hopefully your Weaver and the other guys on the roster will step it up, and besides that, it's been a great day because that's just a bummer. It is a bummer indeed. It is. Also with us, um, the patron saint of the Rock Block, Mr. Jesse Baker. Jesse, how you living, bud? Man, I am uh, now the patron saint of War Trace, as opposed to the patron saint of the Rock Block. I'm still currently in Nashville for a couple more days if anybody wants to party and or help me move. But the reality of it is we are uh, we're getting out of Nashville, and we're focusing more on things like podcasts, wrestling, so on and so forth. Everything's really great. Everything's awesome. I'm super stoked to talk about all of the topics today. There's so much going on. Let's get into it. I am pumped, man. This week's show is going to be great. Last week's show was awesome as well. I'm really glad that we had that nice little walk down memory lane. Uh, special shout out to Jerry Lynn. Hell yeah, Jerry. Um, got some really good feedback on Hell yeah, Jerry. I got, I got a lot of really good feedback on the show. Um, yeah, Wex, did you hear any, any, any good news or any good uh, comments back from last week's show? Definitely. I got some good feedback, especially on that little Jerry Lynn story. People really loved uh, to hear that stuff. I mean, that's the more real life, intimate stuff that's like every, an every man, every fan can relate to. It's not, you know, just your typical wrestling stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Jesse, how'd you feel about last week's show? Hey, man, I absolutely loved it. The only thing I didn't love, I know my mic cut out a couple of times. There were key moments, but I feel like everybody probably figured out what I was referring to as we spoke about it. But, you know, either way, I felt like everybody's picks were great. And uh, th- that's one of those rare ones where all three of us agreed on quite a few, which is yeah. kind of nice. So but it was also a very diverse list, too, which is great. Yeah. And. It, it goes all around. We all got our minds. We all got our things. That's why we do this. And uh, fuck you, Wes. That's really the thing. <laughs> Aye. Fuck you, too, buddy. Fuck <laughs> you. I love you. Fuck you, too. Love you, too. Man, today we are covering the top five shoulda, coulda, woulda. The top five guys that never really got the big break that they should have gotten. Uh, and I'm pretty excited about this. I feel like it's going to be diverse across the board. But before we get into those meat and potatoes... Uh, Wex, man, what's the, what are the kayfabe headlines? What's going on around the world of wrestling? Dude, well, besides this fucking big weekend of wrestling that we're going to lead into, we got a couple little headlines here. And uh, one of the big things here that you've probably been hearing about all week because it just keeps popping off is uh, your boy, Velveteen Dream, Patrick Clark, multiple arrests in the past month uh, for multiple different things. He was on probation, got a little drug charge, a little paraphernalia charge, a little battery charge here, there, and then... Basically, he violated his probation and got arrested again for the violation. And I know uh, NXT star, or former NXT star, now SmackDown star of Hit Row, Ashanti the Adonis, bailed him out of jail on one of these. But uh, after that parole violation, he's back in jail, and uh, things aren't looking too good for him. Yeah, it's a bummer, man. I mean, I really had high hopes that at some point he would clean his shit up and yeah. you know figure it out, but doesn't seem to be the case. Um I mean, that's uh, it's kind of fitting for what the, the, the topic of discussion is here today. Um, Dude, exactly. Yeah. Party part two. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, but never even got to those, those levels. Unfortunately, um, I think he probably could have easily with the athletic ability and yeah, the dude. charisma and the, the promos were great. I agree. Um, yeah. That's just sad, man. Honestly, it's just sad. I wish him well. I really do. I hope he, I hope at some point he figures it out. We've seen crazier things in the world of wrestling for somebody to like get a redemption story like this and come back and do great. So, I mean, I hope that's how it turns out for him. Um, yeah, I don't, I really don't have anything negative to say. <laughs> I mean, yeah, with Triple H now in charge and kind of being the helm, like being at the helm, it could have been possible for him to make a little comeback here because he's a Triple H dude. And, you know, H is back on his shit. He's been giving people their first names back. Yeah. I mean, Matt Riddle, Austin Theory again, like, great. Like, think about it. We were living, we were just like living with this Vince McMahon bullshit for years. Like, oh, yeah, their first names go. That's just something that happens. And Triple H is like, dude, that's stupid. Why would your first name disappear? Yeah. I mean, especially, too, it's like when you really think about it, it's like the biggest names ever in professional wrestling have had more than one name. Yes, like, exactly. Like literally all of them. Even The Rock wasn't just Rock. He was The Rock. The like, Rock. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, too, yeah. Did Randy Orton's first name ever disappear? No. No, like literally – it's only that like the past like ten seven to ten years era WWE where people just lose their names. Like I don't know yeah, what's up with Vince McMahon doing that shit, but it's clearly a Vinceism. Yeah. I can tell you what it is exactly. It's an attention deficit disorder thing. It's I can pay attention to one name and one name only, and it's how he refers to them. It's Cena, Orton, Theory, Riddle. Yeah. It's how he refers to them. He's like that's what people remember, pal. Yeah, makes sense for a fucked old man with the brain, probably about uh, just a little bit better than Chris Benoit is death. Uh, I don't know. If that's a hot take, but wow. Uh, let's keep Jeez. on moving. Uh, Jeez. <laughs> awesome promo segment this week with Riddle and Rollins leading up to the clash. I don't know if you saw that shit. They used some bleeped swears, but it was intense. It was Dude. really it got me hooked. Triple H is killing it, man. I yeah. mean, it's we've been saying it for years. If only one day Triple H can take the reins. It's like what we're a month in and he's slaying it. Like, I mean, WWE is fun to watch. I watched raw. It was, and it was good. The whole show was good. Was there some dumb WWE stuff in there? Of course there was. That's never going to go away. I mean, that's part of their shtick too. Like there's always been cheese. There was go back to the attitude era. There was tons back then too. <laughs> Dude, so it's like, we, I mean, we, we let nostalgia like get away with a lot of shit. Cause oh, there, we totally a lot do. of stupid fucking shit that we just we totally act like do. didn't happen. But yeah, we totally do. If you don't want to sit through three hours, that Hulu version is where it's at. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. Watch it Tuesday morning. Yeah, watch it. Shout Tuesday out morning. to Hulu for that one. Uh, Big props. Some non WWE news. I'll go ahead and move into. Uh, we NWA 74 happened this weekend. I'll say that it happened. It's a show. I don't know if you saw that ridiculous uh, superplex botch from the a ladder it was like alex taylor and saul something but uh, it was really bad it was comical everyone got a good pop i'm sure you saw it yeah it was definitely a pretty wild but i mean besides that i mean i want to leave because i want to give a shout out to our tennessee boys we got jeremiah plunkett and aj kazana kazana i don't know if i'm saying it right but kazana kazana I-, I worked with him before we work called him shit and revive and plunkett's the boy he's the dude and then also i'm gonna give a shout out to rolando perez aka rolando freeman on nwa miami ice but uh, he's got a new little gimmick going but he had a surprising match where he actually beat fucking matt cardona which Say hello I think to he's my awesome. little friend. Yeah. <laughs> I think I dude, I think that dude's awesome. I'm glad to see him like kind of getting some shine now and just definitely a big shout out to Miami Ice there with his little friend. That's some good shit. I agree. 
I think it was awesome. I mean, I think that they're doing, I think that everybody in like NXT was insanely good. Um, I mean, NXT felt like NXT of old. It was a very, very good show. Very good mix. It's like, Hey, we, we got these guys on the main roster. We're not using them the right way. Even somehow we have like eight hours of main roster TV time every week. And we still can't find a way to put these guys on and give them good shine. Um, but I mean, I, I'm super hyped for worlds collide. I think they did a really good job in a one week time to be like, Oh snap, we got to do something that's going to kind of at least be able to stand up with AEW. Like, I mean, it's obviously not going to beat it, but because they have so much more momentum, but I think this is a, definitely a step back in the right direction for NXT for sure. Dude, it's looking really fucking sick. And the fact that triple H is in are all over it, ricochet showing up. Oh. And that match is going to be the show stealer for sure. Dude, I can't, dude, I can't fucking wait for that match. It's going to be so good. I mean, well, do you want to go ahead and uh, run down the card for that? Yeah, yeah. Let's get, let's get, let's get into it. What's, what's the card? What's the whole card for Worlds Collide? All right. So, uh, like I just said, uh, the North American Championship, Carmelo Hayes versus Ricochet. Dude, it's, it's going to be a banger. Yeah. I got Hayes, but I think it's going to be some, I think it's going to be a great match and there's going to be a funky finish. And it's going to be got Hayes. Hayes. That's who I choose. I think he's going to retain. We have the Holy Trinity. I have Hayes. All right. There we go. All right. The next matchup, we got the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship, Caden Connor and Katana Chance, or Katana Chance, versus Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop. I, again, think it's going to with, gonna stay with the current NXT people, Carter and Chance. I think those are the ones that, that keep it. Maybe not. Maybe they're actually just going to put Nikki and Dewdrop back in NXT, um, and that's po- that's a possibility. Um, but I don't know if that's what they're going to do. So I'm going to take the safe bet and say it stays with the NXT, uh, the homers there. Okay. I got, I got K and K and the reason is I think they want to send back the people that they put main roster TV time in. Okay. Okay. I actually have a different prediction than both of you. I think Nikki ASH and Dewdrop will win to actually go and later unify the raw women's tag team belts because originally they were just supposed to be defended on all three brands and then they changed that so they made the nxt women's tag team championships and i think that maybe they might go back unify them and where it'll be something that'll go through all three brands because there's not enough women's tag teams I agree. for there really to be two women's tag team championships i agree so we'll see what happens there uh, I don't hate next that up idea. next up the NXT and the NXT UK Tag Team Championship unification match, a fatal four-way elimination, which is, you know, that's a little bit different from your regular fatal four-way, and it's the Creed Brothers versus Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs versus Pretty Deadly versus Gallus. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say it's Pretty Deadly. I think that they take it all. I think they're the, the tag team to push down there, and then they kind of need the push. They think they need to to get that big win uh, to solidify them and make them a solid tag team for an eventual main roster run. So that's, that's where I'm going to go with. I'm going Briggs and Brooks. Briggs and Brooks. Uh, I'm actually also going pretty deadly too. some of the same reasons. Uh, Jesse, I think they're, they could be one of those teams that could transition to the main roster and just, you know, slip right Do on well. in and fit in yeah. well. I think Josh Briggs is one of those people that's had so much other independent experience and Triple H absolutely values that. And I think that that's a situation that is going to play into the decision. Okay. All right. I like, I like that. that. Ah, ha. so next 
the NXT Women's Championship and the NXT UK Women's Championship unification match. Uh, another four-way, Mandy Rose – no, it's a three-way. Mandy Rose versus Miko Satomura, which is the champion from the UK, versus Blair Davenport. I'm going Satomura. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think I think I'm going to go Satomura too. I think that the Mandy Rose experiment is over um, and didn't work out. Um, I think she did better down there than she was doing on the main roster. I think it was a good a good NXT run for her, uh, but I don't think it was what they they didn't put her on the next level like they wanted it to. Um, so I think that's over and they need to move on. Oh, I actually pick Blair Davenport different from both of you because, I mean, Mika, she's been around forever. Mika's been – she's been around since fucking WCW days, and, like, she's cool. She's awesome, but I think they kind of want to transition to that youth thing, and Blair Davenport, you know, even though she had her run in AEW and here else elsewhere, but I think it's time to kind of, like, push her on the main roster, on the main NXT. Yeah, Not the I mean, main that's WWE roster, but the regular NXT. I just think the main thing is getting it off of Rose at this point. Yeah. All right, then. All right. Well, so our final match on that NXT card is going to be the NXT championship and the NXT UK championship unification match. Braun Breaker versus Tyler Brate. I said Tyler Brate. God damn it. Braun Breaker versus Tyler Bate, the first ever NXT UK champion. I had a really hard time with this one, to be honest, because I. Money would say to unify it and to bring Bate in on a main roster slot. And then to move Braun out, that it would be bait in order to keep him at the top. However, I feel like they're going to put it on Braun to keep him there because bait doesn't really need it. Yeah, I, I agree. Mean, I agree, but I am going with that logical answer. Like, I don't think he needs it, but I do think that he can carry and have a good NXT run. Um, and I don't think that there is as much quick use for him on the main roster as much as there is for Braun. I think Braun's run, even though I I hate his gimmick and I hate that vibe, but I've never really been a Steiner fan to begin with. Um, so like I, I, I don't I don't personally like it, but I do think that the company views it as a success. And I think that he is ready for the main roster in their eyes. And I think he has more main roster value than Bait. And I, but at the same time I think there's enough faith in Bait that he can carry that NXT flag and hopefully get it back to that more wrestling more competitive with AEW focused brand. And I think if you're going to do that, Tyler Bate is the guy to put the title on. Um, and I do think like, I, I agree he doesn't need it, but I do think it would elevate him to literally carry a show. Um, and it would show them even more there. Cause they've already seen that with Braun. Um, so I, I say Bate wins it and Braun goes up to the main roster, probably like on raw or like, like the following week. Like, I mean, um, yeah, but yeah, I Hey, I see everything that you're saying, but mine's like literally kind of the opposite. Breaker is just still too green. I think he needs to stay in NXT and oh, bait is someone who could, whether he comes up as like a mid car guy, a tag team guy, I don't see him being a main event guy just based on how they run it. I but I think bait could have guy. a decent run on the main roster. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't ever think he's going to be a main event guy. I think he's going to be a mid upper mid card guy forever. Um, so I, I think that he's now, now is like, I, I agree that he's still green, but I actually think that like he might get a little better in the ring just with seasoning and just with time and experience. But I don't think he's going to I think you've seen the ceiling of his potential already with this title run. And so I think that that's 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 kind of where it where it's at to me. All right. So I guess let's go ahead and move along and go to class. let's go ahead and cover the show that's going to be literally running head to head with this. And that's going to be AEW's all out. Okay. And all out. yeah. 
There's a lot of stuff on this card, and another match was actually added last night, and we still don't know the full card because Rampage still has to happen, and there's some implications on that that's going to go to the card. But we're going to go ahead and run down what we know of now, and I'll go ahead and start with the interim Women's World Championship, Tony Storm versus Dr. Britt Baker versus Jamie Hayter versus Hukara Shida. Who do you got, Jesse? I'm going Storm. Storm, okay. I like that. What about you? I'm going Sheeta. I want it to be Storm, but I think that they're dumb enough the way they've been booking the women's division that they're going to give Sheeta another shot. But I okay. think Storm is the obvious winner. I think she should win, but it's like I think that's the one thing they do the worst is book the women's division, and I think they're going to make another mistake. Well, uh, for the first time, we all have a different answer. I'm actually going with Jamie Hayter on this. I feel like that's going to intensify like a little bit of feud with her and Britt Baker, leading later down to like a great match. I'm good with that. And... Like, as long as it's not Britt Baker, it's good. I mean, I would love it if it was Baker, to be yeah. honest. But I, the thing is, I, I agree with Daniel. I think they just booked it very unintelligently. And at the end of the day, I think they – look, they put Storm in a position where she was supposed to be in this tag team thing with Rosa. All the things happened with Rosa. And I feel like they're going to try and make it up to her by giving her the W here. Yeah, well, we'll see how it goes. And uh, you never know what can happen. So – Next, we'll go ahead and go into the next women's championship match, the TBS championship, Jade Cargill versus Athena. And I'm going to go ahead and call it right here. Jade Cargill's losing. I think Athena's going to take the belt. I agree, actually. I think now's the time. I think now's the time. I'm going Cargill. All right. They need a Goldberg of some kind. They clearly didn't do it with Wardlow. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I don't disagree. Um, I think it could easily be her. Again, though, I think that they're, you know, I just don't think they booked the women's division very well in AEW. And, and Jade, not, I mean, honestly, nothing against the talent, that's that's the booking I don't like. Jade's almost better than Goldberg in the ring. Give her a little bit longer. Oh, She's already sure. done more stuff than I've ever seen Goldberg even attempt to try. Oh, she so. is better. She is better. Period. Yeah, better. That's not. But that's not that's, versus Goldberg. That's what we need. It's not to say. It's not to say that she's good, but she is better than Goldberg. <laughs> No, she's pretty good, but she hasn't reached that. Like, she just needs to keep. I mean, she's literally been wrestling like two yeah. years, maybe. Yeah. So, Lots give of potential. her some fucking time. High ceiling. Yeah, hell yeah. Which we'll talk about that later, about that high ceiling, uh, if yep. you know what I'm talking about. But uh, next up, the AEW World Tag Team Championship match Keith Lee and Swerve. Uh, Swerve in our glory. I'll just say that. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland versus the acclaimed. I think it's going to the acclaimed, dude. Me too. That's where I'm going, acclaimed. Uh, I want it to be the acclaimed. I don't think it's going to be the acclaimed, but I want it to be the acclaimed. I it's think it's going to be Swerve heart, but and Lee because I don't think they know what else to do with them, and I think they actually need the titles. It's like if they if – they, I mean the only, way, the only way I see it working is if they lose and then there's an immediate heel turn from one of them, probably Swerve. That's what I mean, that would just make that's the most like, sense. That, that's, what I'm, that, that's what I would imagine would happen, and they have to use Swerve. They have yeah. to. Yeah, they do. Like, if you don't see that as a booker of a multi-million dollar company, you're fucking daft. Yeah, he's fucking world champion material ever since I saw him as kill shot on Lucha Underground. We just got to get there. Just got to yeah. get there. All right, up next, the AEW World Trios Championship. As of right now, it's the Elite versus the winner of the Dark Order versus the Best Friends. I think it's going to be the Dark Order because – Hangman and his new friends versus his old friends. It's, it, it makes sense. Yeah, but, but the winner, but the winner of that, I'm, 
I'm calling the possible maybe not even in the match dark order for the win. They need something. They need some belts. There is a 0% chance that the Dark Order wins the trios tag team titles. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm calling now chance. that they do, and we'll see. I'm, I'm going the Elite only because I think what they're trying to do is the same thing as when they started the company, which is to say we're not trying to eat up every belt. We want to give chances to other people, and as they're bringing things in, they want to make sure that they're doing something a little bit different. They're trying to lead the company – by not doing that, I, honest to God, I think it's going to be the elite, no matter who wins on Rampage. Okay, that's my vote. Yeah, yeah I, right, I believe so, that, uh, I believe that too. I also think that just because AEW is very like you know wins and loss records and all like the graphics, and I think they're very you know wrapped up in like a lineage of a title, and I really think that it's like the very first trios champions of the elite. It makes them it that looks significantly better and for, for the prestige of the titles immediately. Like if you're looking for a group to make a, a, a title, which is what you have to do on the inaugural champion. Um, I don't think it can be the dark order. I just don't think that's even possible. Um, I do. I think best friends, maybe that might be possible with orange Cassidy kind of leading that, that crew that could work. I don't think they're going to do that. I think it's going to be the elite. Uh, but I could like, I, I actually see it being more best friends versus the elite. I think that's that there's more money in that to me. Um, but what do I know? All right. We'll see what happens. Uh, the casino ladder match. Uh, there's a bunch of people in it. I just went ahead and said the Joker's going to win just because I don't know who that is. Yep. Definitely. That, that was my vote, too. All right. Well, we're kind of on the same page on that one. I mean, who's the uh, Joker, though? I mean, we, I think we all know who it is, right? Who? Jeff Hardy? No. Who? <laughs> It's going to be MJF. Know we know that, right? MJF. Okay, if it's MJF, then fuck yeah, let's get that shit. I mean, yes. I, my, I think he's going to interfere with the main event. That's my that's my prediction. But nah, I don't I don't think he needs to. I think he comes back. I think he wins the title. They might even do a thing where, like, the Joker just doesn't come out until, like, the very end. And it's just like, and They're it's like, just oh, him. well, they didn't even show up. And yeah, liter- like, I feel like that's the best healer's thing is, like, Massive spots, amazing match. Everybody's laid out. MJF just runs down and goes up and like snatch snatches it. I think that's the most heat. It's a great way to bring him back. It'll be a massive pop. Uh, he doesn't do anything. You still don't get to see him wrestle. You haven't spoiled that. Um, I, I I mean, and to be honest, MJF is one of the few things that they have booked really, 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 really well. So yep. I feel like this is a great way to just catapult him into like superstardom. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think awesome. he's going over for sure. I also find it really hard to believe that MJF is not showing up on this show. Oh, yeah. He's got to. He has to. Yeah. thousand percent. All right. Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. It's obviously Jungle Boy, right? Clearly. Yeah. Cage is there to put him over. I mean, yep. it, it makes sense. All right. So we all agree on that one. So American Dragon Brian Danielson versus the Lionheart Chris Jericho. I'm going Danielson all the way. Yep. I'm going cluster finish. Um, I still think that they're, they're still going to, I don't think this, this thing ends here because there's still that limbo with Daniel Garcia and all that. And so like, I think that they're going to keep, I just, I don't think this is the end of the storyline. So I think that it's going to be some kind of interference from both teams and it uh-huh. all ends with Daniel Garcia, maybe joining the Blackpool combat club or whatever. And that's, that starts to be a thing. Uh, although I think that he's, a, I'm going to say this too and spoil some of the storyline. I think Daniel Garcia is supposed to be a snake in the grass here. I think that he's definitely like he's going to turn face, 
but really just to be a double agent and screw over the Blackpool Combat Club and go back mm-hmm. to being an even bigger heel. I, I think uh-huh. that's that's in the plan. Instance, though, in this instance, though, I think that Danielson winds up coming out with the win. Okay. So like like he gets the win, and but there's still like a cluster at the end, and you kind of sure. have that same yeah. kind of thing, it's, I mean, and it's that's fun too. It's and maybe you're, maybe you're right. That's I, honestly so. I, maybe I should say this: it doesn't matter who wins because the ending of the segment will be a schmoz. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So up next, we're gonna have Wardlow and FTR versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns, which it's gonna be a fucking banger regardless, just because mm-hmm. of the tag teams that are in it. But when it comes down to it, the AEW guys are gonna get the win, right? I don't think so. I think I, I think I I went Wardlow and FTR, man. That's where I went. Nah, I I I I think that it makes the most sense for those three guys that all have titles that aren't gonna do, do not lose anything by losing a trios match, but it would do a massive service for Jay. All right, let me rephrase. They they should put over Lethal oh. in the Motor City Machine Guns and try to use that to help push their their Ring of Honor brand, which they really want to do, obviously. Um. I don't. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll do the WWE thing and be like, "Well, we got to keep our guys strong." Yeah, blah blah. But I think it would be the smart thing to do is to put Lethal in the Motor City Machine Guns. Because technically, they're still their guys because of ROH yeah. and shit. But yeah, it, but that's it, what I'm saying. It's, it's like cool. it's going to help you build your other brand, and you need to start building Ring of Honor better if you're but really going to start using. Wardlow doesn't work unless you keep putting him over, though. Like he that's doesn't the take the loss. But it's a tag match. He doesn't have to take the pin. Dash. Dash takes ta- Dash takes Dash, the pin. Yeah, yeah, because Dash takes is the, the pin, least period. over out of the three right now. So yeah, Dash takes the pin. Lethal gets the win. That's the and way like it works. Said, they're trying to build that other brand up because recently they pulled all of their DVDs from Pro Wrestling Tees and High Spots, so their uh, streaming service is imminent. Basically, is what everyone's thinking. So if Ooh. they have that, and they can put new ROH weekly shows on streaming. Love it. Let's get it. HBO Max, baby. Let's get it. Yeah, so uh, up next, a match that I'm actually looking forward to, Ricky Starks versus Will Hobbs, the battle with the Team Taz guys, and I'm going Ricky Starks 100%. I think this is going to be um, sneaky. This could this could be match of the night. This could be match of the night. This has the potential to be the sneaky best match on the card. Um, and, I, and I actually think it's going to be Hobbs because I don't think that Stark really loses much, and Hobbs needs a massive win. He needs a massive win. Um, and it would be massive if he if he wins. And I think he goes he over would. clean. I think he goes over clean. Um, that's what I think. I think Hobbs wins this. I'm going Starks. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, it may, and, and I'm going Starks dirty, but I'm going Starks. Okay. I oh, like Starks that, gets it dirty. I see what you're saying. Okay. All right. Uh, up next, the House of Black versus Sting, Darby, and Miro. And at this point, I think because uh, Miro's kind of been on the down, I think he's going to get that win, beat the Pagans, as he said, and take that victory for Sting and the boys. Yep. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got to I mean, yeah, Sting's winning, guys. Come on. He's on the pay-per-view. He's winning. That's the way it works. It's Sting. It's Sting. So, yeah. all right. So the main event, as we didn't know what was going to happen until uh, Wednesday night, John Moxley versus CM Punk in the rematch. And... Even though I don't really like Moxley that much, I'm going with John Moxley. I'm going to go ahead and throw it out here that when we were asking what we thought the main event was going to be. Oh, yeah. Y'all, you said it 100%. fucking said that this is what it was going to be. And yes, 110%. I go Mox. It's not because I want it to happen. It's because why wouldn't you? It's the same reason that fucking Vern Gagne hold the, held the championship for so long. He knew he wasn't going to walk away. 
that's it. Like, yeah, I don't think that's it at all, though. I mean, I, I think that a lot of that, um, I think a lot of that, like, oh, CM Punk and Tony Khan are at odds. Like, I think they're working, they're working people. I think they already did it oh. with MJF once, and I think that's yeah. what they're doing here. And I don't think that they're, I think there probably is true heat between Paige and Punk, and there might be like true heat between Punk and some other people in the locker room. But I, I think that Punk and Khan are thick as thieves. I don't think there's any issue there at all. Um, they're not. Like, I'm not saying there's thick, like, I'm not saying there's issues between Khan and Punk. I'm saying I would trust a guy like Mox at this point in time much more so than I would trust a dude who does not need my money. And at this point in time, Moxley, it could be argued that he does not need the money. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, Punk could go be the fucking lead anywhere he wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Mox, I'm not so sure. Yeah, I agree. I and, mean, I, uh, yeah, go ahead. I see, though, that, like, like, I mean, if Punk wins, it has to be a heel turn. That's the only way it works. But he already did. No, like a full heel turn. He, he went back yeah. baby-faced the Chicago crowd. He did make the, yeah. the fat guy joke. But, I mean, in Chicago, he's going to have to do something drastic to, like, turn heel. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's – yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he needs a full heel turn if he does win. Um, and I genuinely think the only way to do that is to put him with Serena Deeb and Luke Gallows. I really think that – I think that would be great. I think they're both available. I mean, you have one of them already. Um, and you could just – I mean, you could call it something. I mean, they'll have to call it something else because it's obvious that they're not all straight edge. Uh, but they would come up with something else, just like like the old school society or something like that. You know, I'm thinking, Good brother society. Yeah, it'll be something society <laughs> for sure. But I mean, and yeah, and then they could bring Anderson back in with it, too. I mean, I don't think they need to do it the first night. Uh, but I think the first night needs to just be Deeb and Gallows, and that would be dope. I mean, I hey, feel for like all we know, it straight edge society might not even be copyrighted by WWE. Yeah, but they won't they use it. I mean, dude, it. you can't get okay. Luke Gallows is not going back to being that old gimmick, and it's like his life is public. It, you can't use that straight edge gimmick for him. Oh uh, yeah, it wouldn't work. It like, could be it just, just doesn't like work. The, the somethings, or they could. But I will say it could just be the society. Hey, Fabe and really act like he's not getting fucked up anymore to be funny, to be honest. Or like anti-society or something like that. That seems like more a punk's alley. The Good Brothers have been remarkably silent in terms of being the Good Brothers, like since they were not contracted anymore. All the rest of the stuff that they've done has been taped. I could see the Machine Gun going back to New Japan and Gallows going to AEW and being with Punk. As yeah, because I heard that that'd be great. AE, that New Japan and WWE talks with the Good Brothers have kind of like came to a halt. And they're not going to re-sign with either of them. So, no, I you think never yeah. know. AEW is the spot for sure. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead uh, and run down the Clash card real quick. I know we're not going to have as much stuff to say about that because we're not as heavy into Raw these days. But uh, it's a pretty short card as of now. I know things could change. But we got Edge and Rey Mysterio versus the Judgment Day. And I think Edge and Rey are going to take that one. Yep. Uh, Yeah, probably because they – yeah, because I don't think that Judgment Day has legs anymore. I think it's just dead. Especially yeah. now that they're already starting to shift Ben Balor off into the, the NXT world again, too. It's like, all right, well, clearly they don't <laughs> have a exactly. lot invested he, in the storyline. fits so much better with that than the Judgment Agreed. Day. Agreed. All right, so uh, Gunther versus Sheamus for the IC title. The thing is, if Sheamus wins this, he'll be the grand, a Grand Slam champion. So I think I'm going to go Sheamus. No. 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 Gunther needs a big win. Gunther. He does. Yeah. But I got to forget this isn't Vince McMahon. This is Triple H. So. Yeah, exactly. Gunther uh, makes way more sense for, for H, too. Can I change I mean, it to Gunther? Can I yeah. change it? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to change it to Gunther. 
<laughs> you got to get out of Vinnie right. Mac mode, you know? Match of the night that I know all of us are looking forward to, Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins. And I'm going Rollins because he yeah. needs – Yeah. I got to go Riddle. Ooh. I got to go Riddle. All right. I like to see that. Like it's going to be a match of the night for sure. It's like, gonna no, be no doubt about it. I agree. It's going to be match of the night. But Riddle needs a win, man. Like he needs a big win. After doing all this fucking Randy Orton shit and birds flying out of his ass on television and all that fun stuff, like he needs something that's actually going to legitimize him. After all these attacks and stuff, something <laughs> has to legitimize Matt Riddle. They gave him his right. name back. I'm telling you, that's a key. It's Riddle. All right. So uh, a match so, that probably has no real uh, steam or stipulations here or any real meaning. Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka versus Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky. I think the Heels are winning. Heels are winning. Yeah, I mean, I think the Heels win. Yeah. They need the momentum. Yep. Uh, we got Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler for the SmackDown Women's Championship, and I'm going Shayna Baszler on this. I'm going Liv. Yeah, they're not done with the live experiment. It's going to be live, and I think Baszler is probably going to go back to NXT. Um, just that they need her there, honestly, and she's—I mean, she, I think she works better there. I think it's just a better fit for her. NXT is just better for her. All right. Um, but yeah. All right, and as of uh, right now, the main event: Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. And it's in—it's in the UK. I'm going Drew. This is it. Roman's held the belt dude. for two years. It's Drew's time. I'm going Roman. I think that I think that you're right that it's time to pull the trigger. I don't think that Clash at the Castle is big enough to to pull the title off of Roman. And I don't I don't li- like I know that in the echelon of the WWE universe Drew McIntyre is capable and is like a, a worthy opponent and a, like I don't I think his best days are behind him. I think he's already lost all this fire from like that 2016-2017 run. I'm I'm kind of bored of him already. Um and I just I'd rather see Roman have it still, honestly. I'd rather see Drew have it. I'm just saying they're not going to pull it off of Roman in that particular instance yeah. on a show that isn't one of their main pay-per-views. That's not what they're going to do. Like, I will at least say this. If he if if they do, it won't totally shock me. Like I do think that this is the first time in a very long time where it hasn't been like automatic Romans winning. You know what I'm saying? Like this is the first time in a long time where I'm like, it's possible they'll give it to Drew, but I'd say like twenty percent chance, maybe. Like twenty percent right. chance tops, you know? We'll see what happens on SmackDown because they could maybe change a stipulation to be only for one of the belts. And if it's for just one of the belts, then he's definitely that's, winning. That's a thousand a percent. A thousand percent. Completely different deal. You're right. You're totally right. If ton- if tonight on SmackDown they change it to being well, it's actually for the Raw, uh, you know, the Universal Championship or whatever. It's like, okay, well, you know, like yeah, that's he's gonna win then, you know. Which I think that's a great idea. Roman, like he doesn't, he's not on TV a lot. Split the belts back up. Give us some more shit. I have heard that they are going to dissolve the Universal, leave the WWE title looking kind of the way it looks, and they're gonna go back with the World Heavyweight Championship, like with the big gold. Oh, the big gold. It yes. Should be. Give yes. it to me, baby. Give it yes. to me. Triple I agree. H. I agree. No, I agree. No, give it, it to be, me. And it should travel between both shows. It should be one champ, both shows. I'm sorry, but like, how much work do you really have to do? Yeah, no, no. What I'm saying is like, I think I think they'll keep like Roman Reigns is going to keep a title, and he'll that one will have the big WWE. That'll be the brand, and then they'll have the big mm-hmm. gold as like 
the raw title or the whatever. Like, uh, I think, I think they're still going to split them. The big goal will build, be like it was but back in the day. Like, that's still better. Wrestle, it's, it will, it, it's the wrestler's title. Yeah, that's and that's still better. I'm and I'm fine with that. I'm it's honestly fine with that. Still better. It's kind of bullshit, but it's still better. Yeah. Well, I think but, it's about that. Agreed. Time. Agreed. Fully agreed. Fully agreed. <laughs> but still, I think it's about that time for us to go ahead and move on to the meat and taters of this show. Let's get our top it. five missed potential, I guess, superstars of all time. People. The title that, of the show is the top five shoulda coulda wouldas. Shoulda coulda woulda. Shoulda coulda wouldas. And um, I'm just gonna kick things off here. I'm going to go with it. Had a lot of hype coming in. Probably one of the most sought-after free agents in the history of WWE. And despite having a relatively decent but not great NXT run, um, literally became abysmal once they got to the roster. And that's Shinsuke Nakamura. I think he's the number one weight, one of the, like, not number one, number one current era wasted talent. Um, and that's only in WWE because his Japan shit is speaks for itself. Okay. And and before I get any further and we get any further in this list, I don't know how you guys made it, but for me, like I didn't use a lot of current younger stars because it's like, well, they still got time. You know what I mean? Like maybe they've been booked bad for a while, but they still got a few years. Nakamura's like when his contract's up, he's probably done. You know oh, no, I mean? yeah, he's like, pretty old at this point. He'll at least, I mean, I think he's going to wrestle for like four or five more years in Japan. He'll be like a Hulk Hogan over there or whatever. You know what I mean? Like he'll do some part-time stuff over there as an older legend and it'll be great. And I'm sure he'll have some redemption matches and those will be all awesome. And he'll be heralded as a hero and that'll be great. Um, but yeah, his WWE run should have, could have, would have, they, he really could have been the champion. If you would have put yeah. him with, with Paul Heyman, if Paul Heyman could have been his mouthpiece too, he would have been phenomenal. Um, or literally any kind of any kind of manager, like just anybody that can talk. Uh, and I'm not trying to shit on him. Like I'm not one of those guys. Like, Dude. oh, you know, like just because he's foreign. But it's like Vince McMahon has always had a point. Like if you can't communicate clearly with a mass audience, a mainstream audience, you're never going to be that upper echelon guy. And um, they really didn't know how to use him too. Like yeah. because they wanted him to do all that communication. Like when he first came in as NXT run and his Japan shit. I love some Nakamura, but yeah. over the years in WWE, I'm just like wasted. They've soured me. Yep, wasted for sure. So that's my number five, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Jesse, you're number five. Where you at? The Gladiator Mike Awesome. Ooh. I like that a lot. I 110% believe that Mike Awesome was in a position where he wrestled in Japan. He wrestled through indies in America. He made a very fucking staunch reputation for himself. He was the first person to be in a situation where the WCW, ECW, and WWF World championships were defended in a in the same match that he was in, and he had to get walked out because he had signed a contract with WCW, and he had to get walked out because he had to get he had to be protected. I mean, at the yeah. end of the day, it was like one of those things. The thing is, Mike Austin had himself in a position. He was a taller guy, a very strong guy. He wrestled. He saved the lives of a lot of wrestlers that we all love, including like Sabu, Terry Funk, Mick Foley. He is a really, really, really great example of a dude who understood what it actually came. Or sorry, what it actually took yeah, to be go. a part of what everybody was doing at that point in time. And I, I, I think Mike Awesome had every fucking bit of an opportunity and had it fucking fast forwarded by like seven years mike awesome probably would have been at the top of the fucking heap unfortunately we lost him and it's i I think he's 
tremendous. So that's my number wow. five. Wexley. Man, dude, yeah. I want to say before we even get to Wex is like the first two names on the list are Shinsuke Nakamura and Mike Awesome for the two of us. This, I feel like these lists are going to be very diverse, which is awesome. Yeah, because um, mine's completely different from yours. Bro, let's go. Let's hear it, Wax. What do you got? All right, coming at number five for me is uh, an OG TNA guy who once he went to WWE just kind of soured, and that's Monty Brown. Okay. God damn it, Wax. That's a good one. <laughs> he had, like, so much energy, great promos, good charisma, was pretty fucking sick in the ring for a relatively short period of time he'd been wrestling. And then once he became Marcus Von Kor, it just fucked. It they tr- they they took away what made him him and it's just Marcus Corvon. Marcus Corvon. Corvon he's in, that's right. That's he's right. In we w- all forgot. He's in SmackDown versus Raw 08 that we did our little draft thing on. So it's just crazy. Him and the Pope are actually in that game in their ECW gimmicks and yeah, he he's like the uh, fucking- Albert Hainsworth of uh, of pro wrestling. You know. Oh God, that's a great, <laughs> that's a fucking great <laughs> example. But yeah, dude, Monty Brown was fucking sick and he coulda, shoulda, woulda been awesome, but. WWE kind of fucked him up, and then after that, he just kind of got out of wrestling, and I think he's like a teacher now. Yep, he's just te- teaching school, teaching him school children, and I think he's coaching like maybe junior high football. Well, it's not junior high; it's middle school football. Hey, the uh, pounce, baby! The pounce, teaching the pounce. Yeah, um, yeah, man. Let's keep this thing rolling. Number four for me um, is a tragic thing. Um, I think that number four is Owen Hart for me. I think he's the the, the he's, he's he's a one of the, one of those throwback guys that I do think that if if he'd had more t- I know he was doing the Blue Blazer thing and like he had been in the, in the company for a while but I do feel like if they had gotten him to a more serious gimmick um, and if he could himself be more serious um, which I know that might have been a little bit tough for him um, I think that he could have I really do think that he could have been a world champion one day um, and I do think that he probably would have gotten the opportunity in probably like the early two thousands um, I mean. I mean, he was the same age as Shawn Michaels, literally the exact same age. So it's like, I mean, I, no, 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 not, it was like two years older, but still like, I mean, Shawn Michaels wrestled till 08. So I think by like 02, 01, 02, you know, like, uh, yeah, and know, he never had like gnarly injuries or anything before no, he died. So no, yeah. I mean, and dude, like a massive Kurt Angle, Owen Hart run, like would have just been so Kurt good. Angle, Owen Hart, Mr. Yeah. Perfect Owen Hart. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. It could have been yeah. great. Yeah, it could have been great. It could have been great. And, you know, so for me, it's tragedy more than it is circumstance. But number four for me is Owen Hart. I laid Owen Hart out of mind as I did a lot of people because I I didn't want to include folks that there could have, would have, should have included death. Yeah. Ooh, well, that's well Mike Austin was your first guy. <laughs> well, well, no, but that was way after. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Like sure. that was, sure, he'd sure, already sure, yeah. been not yeah. in the, not in the thing for a while. Right. Um, my number four, also a TNA guy, Sonny Siaki. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. I feel like if anybody saw Sonny Siaki, you would immediately look at that motherfucker as the next big dude. Like, it, it, he he had the moves. He knew his fucking ring work. He knew everything. Flying Elvises, right? Well, and started with the Flying Elvises. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's how, yeah. But, but he was like their time, rock for like a year. Yeah, and like, I mean, if you look at like if you look at Sonny Siaki in most of his career, he looked as though he could have taken the fucking world over easily, and and he was pretty good in the ring, green but pretty good. He's green, yeah, but I mean, like, whose fault is that? Yeah, people not fucking being like, hey, let's take you and let's do this, and totally uh, you know, it is what it is. But I at, like the minute I saw that dude, I was like, this dude 
definitely next top-notch superstar, completely fell off. I'm not entirely sure what the story is behind that, but I will say... Oh, I know. Yeah, it's a good story. It's like his cousin. It might even have been his brother, but like he gave up a kidney. And like, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like a hero situation, like a real yeah. life, just good dude thing, like good yeah. family dude thing, which is awesome. Well, I will say Sunny Siaki is my number. Yeah. That's awesome. It's awesome. Like it. Wax, what do you got? Number four. All right. Coming at number four and just kind of like Jesse was talking. Unfortunately, my four through one are all dead. The only person I had alive was Monty Brown on the list. And I didn't I didn't take that into consideration because I think that could still be a definite part of uh, what stopped them. But totally. Uh, number four for me is uh, Chris Candido. Ooh. And Guys, he, these lists are on point, by the way. He like, was everybody's fucking amazing. You know, he had his early run as the, with the body Donnas in WWE, but his ECW run, his WCW run, and like his indie run, like he, if it wasn't for Sonny and the drugs and, you know, he could have so been a guy. I mean, he was not the body Donnas. What? Mm-hmm. His early run was not the body Donna's. His early run was like Smoky Mountain and. Oh, I know. I'm talking about WWE, but I know yeah, Smoky yeah, yeah. Mountain wrestling, of course. Yeah, yeah, but I'm talking yeah, yeah. about when he broke into the mainstream was the body Donna's run. Yeah. yeah. And like, dude, that fucking that top rope power bomb is just. It's, just, it's still so fucking sick till this day. Threat, he's one of the best to ever execute it. And if he would have been in the modern day, he'll be a top guy. He would if he was in the modern day today. I feel like he could be up there with anybody. Chris Candido. Yeah. Under fucking underrated, underappreciated, coulda, shoulda, woulda been. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, so now we're getting into the medals, uh, the the top three places here. My number three is also a legendary ECW guy that I think should have and could have been an amazing uh, main event talent, but just I guess the brass at WWE never really gave him a shot. Still, I think he actually ended up working there. I don't know if he still does as it. an agent. Uh, but Steve Carino is my, is my number three for sure. Oh, um, good one. He good definitely. One. I mean, he's, he's, I, th- I think that like he is one of the few like old school main event. Guys. Like I feel like he's a Brett. He's a Sean, like that kind of wrestling. You know what I mean? Like uh, like a, a steamboat. Um, but he was doing it during the transition with the, with the new like the new style of wrestling. And he kept up, but it kind of kept his offense, that move set. And it still worked really well because he would do it. It's like his offense would be slower and more methodical, which made him a better heel. Um, and he, but he could keep up with all, all of the, you know, the athleticism and all the ac- acrobatics. And I don't know. I mean, I, I just think that if that guy had really come over, if he had just gone over in the in- invasion angle and they had just kind of ran with him a little bit harder uh, and giving him a push out right out of the gate, right around the time like Booker T came in, RVD came in. I think that yeah. he really could have landed really well in the roster, possibly even been a world title guy. I don't know. I, but I know that the ceiling was still very high on him in ECW, and that's his best work. So I think that we didn't see the best of him, and we sadly we never will. Um, hey, so yeah, great commentary work and Ring of Honor. Yes. Too. Oh yeah, great. I mean, great overall. In, yeah. in MLW and like yeah. The origination of MLW, Steve Carino was a huge part, not only as a performer, yeah. but as a commentator, as a talent buyer, as a, like, dude. He was the Chris Jericho of MLW. Okay. I cannot possibly agree with you more. Yeah. Right. Jesse, where are you at number three? my silver. Yeah, yeah. Your bronze. No. We're still at threes. Yeah, we're threes. I just did that. I'm the first one on the three. Oh, I thought, wait, what? Oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> My bronze, then. Yeah. Uh, um, 
Hayabusa. Oh, oh God. Hayabusa. These are People so good. Made, didn't make the cut for me. God damn it. Hayabusa, man. God, that's a great one, dude. That's a great one. I loved – I think it's, FMW isn't that without him. It's simply – it's the innovation of everything that we saw through video games, through – videos through anything that everyone is like what the fuck is this and i would argue that most of the people that we really adore like the hardys and the bucks and everybody else like what they saw that he invented i would say really went much farther than uh, we all know onita was the inventor of fmw we all know that yeah but I feel like Hayabusa invented much more that was relevant to the people that were watching it that we were like, oh, shit, maybe we could or would want to do that. Yeah. Dude, he took the Liger Ultimo Dragon stuff and combined it with the Onita stuff. Yes. Yeah. I mean, to me, like, shoulda, coulda, woulda, that dude at some point in time – Look at Heatwave 1998 in ECW. You look at him and Jensei Shinzaki, and you see that tag match, and you're like – Against RVD and Sabu, and at the time, it looks like jack shit, but as you move forward, you see that that's what everyone's fucking doing. Yeah. Literally everyone. Yeah. So, Hayabusa is my bronze medal. Sorry that I forgot which medal we were on. Oh, that's all good. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. That's a great That's a great pick, too, man. Hayabusa was a big influence on me, like, right out of high school and going into, like, wrestling. As, like I think Hayabusa was one of the first, like, international Japanese matches that I saw. Um, it was, it was incredible, man. It was really good. That dude was just insane. Everything was just so smooth. Uh, it's a shame his, how things ended up for him, but yeah, that sucks, man. He was, he was so good. You take the risk and sometimes it gets risky. Yep. And the next bronze. And coming up for me, for my bronze medal, this dude is literally like when we talk about high abuse and modern style, like he innovated so many moves. And when it comes down to it, like drugs and personal problems really took him out of it. And I'm going Chris Canyon, number three. Wow. Nice. Well done. And like, just like I said, he like his time is Mortis and all of his run through WCW it was cool. But like. He like I said, he was a two ahead of his time. Like he, yeah. so many moves, like the Young Bucks, like all of our favorite wrestlers, they literally watched him, and it's modeled right after him. And if it wasn't for you know modern society not liking gay people and his drug problem, like if he would have came like ten year, twenty years later, he could have been the shit because he wouldn't have that stigma on him. And it's, you know, I think things would have went differently. But Chris Canyon, fucking amazing. I. Every match I've ever watched of him is fucking – even his TN, like later, like few TNA appearances, it's still just it's good to see that dude. We literally just watched last night, my partner and I, the Dark Side of the Ring on Chris, Can- or on Chris Canyon for the very first time that my partner had ever seen it. And I had – it was the first time I re-watched it, and it was like, man, like to think about what that meant now. It's absolutely insane because at this point in time, no one would give two fucks. And at the time, I don't think anyone gave two fucks, but like it, if you were a wrestler and you saw those moves, you're like, Oh fuck. Like what? But if you came up from that wrestling territory and from the locker room culture and all that stuff, I, I I can totally understand it. I mean, like it, it's in, it's crazy. Rest in peace, Chris Canyon. Absolutely. Rest in peace for sure. 
So I feel like my 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 silver medal is going to be the most controversial one on this show for sure, okay. um, because some people will argue, oh well, he did, you know, he made it, he's a legend, he's a Hall of Famer even, uh, but I don't think that he, I should say, as a singles competitor, ever got the shine. I think he could have carried a company with his promo and with his work. And I think that my number two, like, this is crazy to say. I know it's, it's going to sound crazy, but my number two is Arn Anderson. Because I do feel like if he oh. is not with if he's not with Ric Flair, if he's not with Ric Flair, Arn Anderson is still, could possibly have surpassed him. Could possibly have been literally better. I mean, th- th- his prom, because honestly, like, there was a lot of, you know, no pun intended, but Flair, a lot of 80s, a lot of, of a lot of fab with flair and his he still had that yelling 80 style yes but arn was just a great promo he was just a great methodical and we yell sometimes it was the 80s but he was just very but he was definitely methodical yes and and i feel like and there's other guys you talk about at the time like you know mr perfect and all that but like i think arn was better and i think that arn you know great tag but let's be honest he's in the hall of fame for being tag teams and that's i'll give give one argument Okay. I don't believe Arn wanted to be past where he was. And that's fine. That's fine. But I would argue that. Yeah. And it doesn't apply because I don't 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 think think he wanted to. I think he wanted to be the best world television champion, which he was. He was there every fucking week. That meant a different thing at that point in time. He was the best world tag team champion with the Brain Busters. That meant a different thing at that point. I agree. In time. I agree. I'm not saying he didn't have a phenomenal career. I, I mean, he's a worthy Hall of Famer. I'm just saying he. I think I still think he never got his ceiling. That's all I'm saying. I yeah, still. I think, I think it's a solid pick. He did have a good run, but I think he a little bit more. He could have been a little bit better. Just could have, would have, like, could have been a Mount Rushmore guy. Is what I'm saying. I could have been. I agree that he could have. But here's the thing. Didn't want to. I don't think he wanted to. I, I hear you. I hear you. And that's that, that's a valid argument. It's a valid argument. All right, then. All right. All right, Jesse. Who is your silver? This is going to be even better. Not John Silver. Just kidding. But who is it? You're all going to fucking hate me. Oh, my God. Here it comes. The franchise. Oh, no. That's not what I thought you were going with. Shane Douglas. I like that. I actually like that. Goddamn Shane Douglas. Okay. And the thing is, I know he got in his own way. Oh. He did. A thousand percent. All over the fucking place he got in his own way. But I also think, and as much as we love to too sweet, like crazy, all over the place. He hates the clinic. The deal is, he really got in his own way. And <laughs> he, the thing is, he's a great fucking promo. Yeah. It's good a promo. fantastic fucking promo, in fact. Yeah. He also invented extreme championship wrestling as opposed to Eastern championship wrestling. He did. That whole thing is absolutely fucking undeniable. Legendary promo. He's a fantastic wrestler, bell to bell. He's a great promo. He's a fantastic person to have valets behind him. He's like, I mean, there's, it's just one of those things where at the end of the day, the reason he's my silver medal is because he could have had those opportunities and fucking refused to in a lot of ways. Yeah. No, I, I don't hate that. I mean, that, that's, that's a good pick. 
I think Shane Douglas absolutely could have been on the level of a lot of the other people that we think about in our Mount Rushmore's, except he allowed himself not to be. I agree. I agree. Lex. Silver medal. Hey, coming in at number two for me. He was a wrestler that had a great career. Like he peaked. He was like almost at quite the top of the mountain, had some memorable matches, but it came down to drugs and stuff that really ruined his career and death prematurely. And at number two for me is uh, the Samoan bulldozer Umaga. Oh, I like that. That's good. That's really good. That's a good pick. And during his run when he was still alive, like he, he was fucking, he was really getting there. And I think he could have been like, Roman Reigns level before Roman Reigns. Oh, I agree. He he could have been the Samoan I mean, guy, like the first guy that is as big as the rock or even surpassed the rock. It's just, you know, just like his, president. what? He was sponsored by the president. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, he was sponsored. No, he was actually sponsored by, yeah, he was, was, wait, was Umaga Vince's guy or no, Trump's Bobby guy? Lashley was, Bobby Lashley was Vince's guy. Okay, I really don't remember. Whatever, even if he's endorsed by a pre, he was endorsed by a fucking president. Even though that president may not be the greatest, but hey, presidents are presidents. Fuck them all. But <laughs> Umaga, he 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 was just really badass in his time. That match against John Cena, he had that street fight. You know what I'm talking about, right? I know what you're talking about. Was that SummerSlam? Yes. Or Survivor Series? Uh, it was one it, of the. It big was four. one of the two. It was, it was one, one of the SS. big pay per views, yeah, yeah, but. Yeah. It was a goddamn banger, and he really had the potential. Like, unfortunately, most of the Samoans, his some his brothers, his cousins, like drugs and stuff, got to him. But he really could have been that guy, and he like almost was that guy. He was like, he never really passed the mid card. He was like upper upper mid card, like a few main event matches. But I really think he had the potential to just really kill it. And rest in peace to all the Samoans, Rosie, Umaga, all of them. But, I mean, one of Umaga's first matches was to squash Wake Flair. Yes, I remember that. We watched that and covered this on this show. So, I mean, Umaga, I mean, they they had something behind him. It's just he got released, did you know, and then came back and drugs. And, you know, I blame the WWE drug culture at the time. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that's a, that's a solid pick. I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. It makes perfect sense. Um, and here we are at number ones, right? We're going for the gold here. <laughs> Um, I so, have a really bad feeling that a lot of our gold might be similar. I don't know. So. We've been all over the place, so I don't yeah, know. I, I don't think so. I, you I, 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 I thought we cons- would. You took death into consideration, and I didn't. So Yeah, I, I thought we would. Honestly, I thought we would have all said this name by now. I was worried that one of you was going to. Um, and I can – okay, this one – this dude was a world champion, but he never got the run that he deserved. I've <clears> talked <throat> about it for years. It's a thousand percent Dolph Ziggler for me. He's the number oh. one shoulda, coulda, woulda. Uh, I mean, he's like, there's no doubt. I mean, he's the he's the best. Like, and, and that's that's a thousand percent because of bad booking. Like, it's a thousand percent not any of his own doing. He's definitely a good promo. He's never been put in good enough storylines to where it's really shown until recently when he had his NXT run. But let's be honest, he kind of had like the new generation NXT title run. Like it wasn't, you know what I mean? It's like the lowest level of NXT it had ever been when no one was watching NXT. They had already, I think they had just gotten off of USA or were just streaming on Peacock at that point. just started. So he was like Sid world champion maybe? Yes, exactly. He was Sid level or diesel level world Diesel champion. Sid, like, okay. So it's like, and that's, so it's not, it's just, 
I don't know. That dude should have gotten the run around those the time that Orton and Cena just dominated for those years. Like, dude, that five, one Survivor years, Series, he should have got Soul Survivor. Yeah, and like he was so yeah. over, they just didn't give a fuck. He really should have had a hell of a run from like 2011 to 2013. Like around that time, that those two or three years, he should have been on top, multiple world titles in and the main remember, event picture. I that mean, was the worst booking era of WWE in recent memory. Yes, so oh, it, for sure. And I would I would still argue that today, if you put him in the ring with Kenny Omega today, he's putting on a, a classic. Dude, he's an HBK level in ring wise. He can yes, work like a motherfucker. He is. he is. He is that good. He is that good. Um, yeah, I mean, number one overall, Dolph Ziggler. No doubt. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Jesse Baker, you're number one. Two of three. Do you also pick Dolph? Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad that mine's different. Oh, wow. All right, James Dean. What the fuck is it? <laughs> All right. The person that I picked for number one, uh, another thing, it really injury drugs and death really kind of fucked this dude up. And he was so ahead of his time, the things he was doing and the way he was doing shit like uh, MJF's kind of doing it these days. And I'm talking about Brian Pillman Sr., the original. Okay. His, I mean, Honestly, if he wouldn't have died when he did, he could have had a stone cold like run. Like he was on that way. The shit he was doing was so innovative. And even if it wasn't stone cold, it could have been like a Kenny Omega type run, like the alternative badass motherfucker. And just like I said, like the stuff he was doing at the time was unprecedented. Like he tr- basically tricked Eric Bischoff, signed with WWE. Just doing everything he was doing at the time, and if it wasn't for his injuries and his drug problems, like, his body was just fucked at that point. His mind, he came up with some really good shit. His body just couldn't quite work with that, and not to say he didn't have a great career in the past, but I really feel like if he wouldn't have got hurt, wouldn't have died, all the drugs, like, he could have been that guy. Like, he his trajectory, the the stuff he was doing— if he just stayed healthy. No, exactly. Healthy and all that stuff. Like, and he tried. His body was just giving out on him, and— it just sucks. Like what could have been with him? Because like just going back and watching some of his promos and some of the stuff from that time, like he'd already died by the time I'd really been heavy into it. But dude, he was just so innovative and way ahead of his time. I think Brian Pillman could have been, like I said, world champion material, even if it was with WCW or another company, he could have been a world champion. Definitely. No doubt about that. Don't hate that pick. Uh, Man, I think we all had really good lists this week. Really, really good list this week. And last week's list, we did WCW cruiserweights. Or not just WCW, but any cruiserweight, really. The top five. So that's going to lead us to our next segment, the uh, the game portion of our show, if you will. Uh, and it's going to be Who Am I? Cruiserweight Champion Edition. All right. All right. And uh, Wex, I'd like you to kick things off this time. All right, good. So that means I don't have to use two picks, and I can just start with one of them because, you know, I pick a little alternate in case one of you will pick them. But I'm going to go ahead and start it off. Who am I? I am a three-time WCW slash WWE Cruiserweight Champion. I am a wrestler that has appeared for WCW, WWE, TNA, ROH, and AEW throughout the years. Hmm. And I have had three different successful, different gimmicks throughout my career. Matt Hardy? Close. Not Matt Hardy, but I'll say close. Jeff Hardy? (laughs) 
not Jeff Hardy. We're talking about cruiserweight champions here. Was I? Matt was, but Jeff wasn't. Matt was, Jeff wasn't. Jeff was light heavyweight, I guess, but. Was I a superhero during my scenario? Yes, you were. Am I Shane Helms? That's 100% who it is. Shane Helms. That's a good one, guys. I think that's the best we've ever done at this game. We're getting good at it. It's very quick, yeah. I knew it was going to take some time, guys. I knew it was going to take some time, but we're getting good at it. I didn't want to go too obscure. I was going to pick Prince Iokea, but I didn't go with that one. I love it. I love it. That's solid. That's solid. I am going to go ahead and give you mine here then. Um, I was a three-time WCW Cruiserweight Champion and a four-time WWE Cruiserweight Champion. I am a one-time WWE Tag Team Champion, and I got worst feud of the year in 2000. Who am I? Do I currently still wrestle for WWE? No. Okay. Do I currently still wrestle? No. Okay. Have I wrestled for WWE since the 2000s? Yes. Okay. So you said a four-time WWE Cruiserweight Champion? Yes. Okay. Do I still work for the WWE? Yes. I'm not 100% certain, but you, I can say that you do work in the business still. Did I have a really bad storyline, including my redneck sister? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Wow, this is getting pretty tough here. Uh, it's it's not. I mean, it's it's not a super tough. One. It's not a super obscure one. All right, so three-time WCW, four-time WWE. Yes. Was I ever in a faction? Yes. Uh, make a guess. Yes. Billy Kidman. Yes. Fuck yeah! <laughs> yes. yes. And the worst feud of the year. The worst feud of the year was the feud versus Hulk Hogan in WCW 2000. Oh Which yeah, was like the, the shit show. Yes, yes. Shit. That was horrible. Yeah. It was terrible. Terrible. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Blue right. jeans, Billy Kidman. My lifeline was going to be my peers say that my biggest accomplishment was not in professional wrestling. <laughs> okay. I feel like I got one. Okay. I dated three performers in the business, including the late Ashley Massaro. Okay. My WWF F debut was against Nikolai Volkov. That's old as fuck. Okay. Um. Over 15,000 signatures were made on a petition to reinstate me in 2005. Who am I? Was I a cruiserweight champion in the WWE? Yes. Okay. Was I ever a tag team champion? Yes. Was I born in America? Yes. Am I Matt Hardy? Yes. Ah, 
<laughs> that was quick. That was good. That was good. That was really good. Man, this has been a great one. I'm really excited. We got one more game uh, before we wrap things up here. Uh, this is a new one we're trying out. And this is a would, would you rather. It's not really a game. It's just more like an opinion segment, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, last week we did CM Punk, which at the time was still the champion uh, before the crazy or had just like dropped the title, I guess. Um, but yeah, and we kind of compared some of like top level people here. And, you know, we're talking about this amazing weekend uh, in pro wrestling and the long title run of Mr. Roman Reigns and how this bit, this run has been his run. So the game now is would you rather? So I'll say Roman Reigns and then I'll say a, a another wrestler. And then you'll have to tell me if you had to start a company today, uh, would you use this guy or Roman Reigns? Are you ready? All right. All right. Roman Reigns or John Moxley? Mox. Reigns. I'm going Reigns all day. Did you say okay. Mox, Jesse? I did. Okay. Reigns. Roman Reigns or Kenny Omega? Kenny Omega. Roman Reigns. Ooh. Omega. Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins? Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Yeah, I'm going Rollins on this one, too. This is probably the hardest one. Roman Reigns or MJF? MJF, dude. MJ fucking F. He's MJF all the way. God, that's tough for me. That's tough. That's uh, I don't I don't know. I really don't know. Like that. I, I that's uh, I feel like we're talking about a small percentage um, in success here. Heel but, versus heel, MJF. But if you're about baby versus baby face versus baby face, I mean, I'm saying be a overall, face. like if you're like, I'm talking about company. overall. If I want to yeah. fucking put my weight behind anything with capital, I'm telling you right now, you can hear the Southern coming out right now. Yeah, I'm telling you right I'm now, I'm telling you right now, it is fucking MJF. Yeah, MJF is the truth, 100%. I'd put all my Southern money behind that dude from Long Island. Okay, MJF, it is. And the last one here. Uh, he's gotten more five-star matches in the past few months than tons of other wrestlers. Will Ospreay or Roman Reigns? Osprey. I'm going Osprey. I'm going Reigns. I'm going Reigns. I just think he's more sellable. I think that there's a limit. There's a that limit. Whole... There's a limit to acrobatic ability. There's a limit to that. There's also here's the deal. Roman Reigns, like, Look, one's going to fake leukemia and one's going to fake injuries. It doesn't really matter. But at the end of the day, it's like. Hot take. At least. Depends on how much you pay him. If I have a billion dollars, it doesn't really matter. Hey, I'm saying someone like uh, Osprey. I mean, Roman Reigns has been around for a while, whether he did his whatever or whatever oh, happened to him. Uh, Osprey, I feel like that whole like British like thing is cool now. Like a brav. No, I think he's, I think, I think, I think this he's is the best charisma. he's ever been. I think wrestling fans are ready for something new. I think if you pushed him yeah. in the right way, it could be very successful. I mean, Roman Reigns isn't bad, but I think we're ready for something new, fresh young. dollars. And I'm trying to fucking start a promotion. Roman Reigns is timeless though. Versus Reigns. I'm sorry, man. It's Reigns. Like, uh. I just uh, Roman Reigns could be this over if he was in the 80s. He could be this over if he was in the 90s, the early 2000s, or now. Osprey could only be this over right now. He yep. could only be this over. Right I, now. I don't know. And I'm not saying he's not over right now. If the I'm internet not, did not exist, no one would give two fucks about Will Osprey. I disagree, I mean, but, but, uh, uh, but that, the internet's been around for like most of no modern TV. good stuff. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. Internet, the internet now, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying, but like, yeah, I, I mean, I do think Will Ospreay is better now than he's ever been. And I do think he's finally, finally an actual main event talent because his promos are really good now and they weren't always, uh, but he's gotten really good on the mic and I lo- love what he's doing. I love that faction that he's got going on. Um, I mean, he's doing the best work of his life for sure, but I don't, the shelf life here is four to five years left of this level tops at most. Also, who like, gave two fucks about Aussie Open yeah. until they appeared on AEW television? I still don't care about Aussie Open, to be honest, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, the thing is, they put on one of the best matches, two of the best matches, three of the best matches that have happened in the last several weeks of AEW great television. Matches, yeah. And they took a very good callback to PWG with some of those spots. Like it was poetry. You know, what the difference, you know what the difference is? PWG what? didn't have fucking television. Yeah, but people saw but it. They that's, had that's, DVDs, that's, that's and I'm off that fucking shit because I people love me some it. guy. I I love it or used to really love some PWG back when it was really hard to get that exclusive shit. But uh, I'm still watching DVDs out here, boys. I don't know about you. I'm still got the PS3 playing DVDs. Yeah, but I don't want to have to work for it. No, do, like nor does anyone else. Nobody wants to have to work for it. Can you watch it on TV and it looks good? I don't know. Sometimes the chase is just I, as good, if you know what I'm saying. Eh. I like hunting down shit, like so. I don't know. It's cool to find to find some shit. That's solid. That's solid, man. We had a hell of an episode today. Like it was really good. I really like the fact that we ran down arguably one of the better weekends in wrestling this year. I mean, I really am. I'm genuinely excited about all three shows, and I three shows in one weekend and I'm hyped about it. That's that. That is not, it's not happening in a very long time. There's no way I'm watching all three in the weekend, but we are, we oh, all have Monday off the holiday. Shane Douglas, triple threat. Yeah. Nice. Oh, it is a triple threat. It's a triple threat weekend. And yeah, like Wex said, like, I, I, let's just say this. I will have watched all of them in their entirety by the time we do um, next week's oh, yeah. show. I'm really hyped about the review for next week for sure. Um, but the meat and potatoes of next week, it's kind of sim- similar to to this one where it's not it's not so much like a shoulda, coulda, woulda, but more like they are where they belonged. Their ceiling worked out. Like we're going to do the top five mid-carters of all time. Oh, the top okay. five got were good in their spot, should have been there, were booked in the right spot, and had a, had a good career. Your favorite top five mid Carters. That's that. That's going to be next next week. And of course, hey, the internet do... loves Cody Rhodes. They're his number one favorite mid Carter. I don't yeah. know if you guys remember that fucking tweet. That that still cracks me up to this day. It's like I, he's like he's like you're a mid Carter. He's like, what do you mean I'm mid Carter? He's like, but you're my favorite mid Carter. I love it. Great. I love Great it. Shit. So um, fucking outrageous on Twitter. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, so next week also uh, for the game, the Would You Rather part of the game. Um, since we, I feel like NXT is having a resurgence, um, we're going to just say the top five NXT – or not the top five. The um, We're going to do a Who Am I NXT Superstar. Like it has to NXT be, Champion or just NXT, NXT – cha- Let's say okay, NXT, NXT champions. champions. NXT okay. Champions. So we're going to do NXT Champions for the Who Am I next week. I'm really excited, man. Top five mid-carters, um, you know, Who Am I NXT Championship edition. Um, it's going to be a really good one. I'm excited about the wrestling we got to watch this week. I'm excited for the show. Season five, our final season is, is a banger. Um, I'm liking the format here. I'm loving the, uh, the engagement 
from uh, the Tiki Talk and the Twitter specifically. If Wex can behave himself and uh, keep himself on Twitter this time, that would be great. Now we yeah, got sh- uh, the script's changed, by the way. We had a little rewrite. We had a re- little rewrite in the screenplay here. So um, I'll, I'll let him. I'll let him get to that in a minute. But you can always find me at Daniel Daybreak, literally everywhere. And um, I, I behave myself. I'm a human. Um, so I I I have you know some restraint. I'm not just out here slandering people all over the interwebs and getting banned from social media sites. Um, yeah, you can always find me at Daniel Daybreak. You can find the show at kfabe.com on Facebook and or on Facebook and YouTube. We are kfabe comparisons on TikTok. We are kfabe.com pod on Instagram. We are just kfabe.com. Um, yeah. So yeah, find us there. And Wex, the rewritten scripts. Give it to him, man. Where, where can they I find mean, you now? I mean, it's pretty much the same. You can still find me on all social media platforms if you search Wex Breaking the Lawson. But my official new Twitter handle is just at Wex Lawson. But the name is still Wex Breaking the Lawson if you want to search that up. Yeah, you know, some people were saying some disparaging shit on Twitter. So I was like, tell me you're not – tell me you're a punk-ass bitch without telling me you're a punk-ass bitch. And then I got fucking uh, banned. That's And that's that was hard. after multiple times of me, you know, just – Giving it to him, and if uh, I'm not gonna hold back, if it's deserved, it's deserved. No yeah. unwarranted shit talking, but I can't take no juice and thunder liger slander on my timeline. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's silly. But at the same time, it's like, I mean, if it, do you follow that person? I mean, just put them out of your timeline. No, I was just, you know, I was having fun, just talking shit one day. I didn't <laughs> think it would lead to that, but they were like one of those little MAGA fools who claim to be this and that, but still snitch on the internet, snitch hard. So uh, fuck y'all, motherfuckers, and follow at Wex Lawson on Twitter if you like me, and I will say nice things. Well, I mean, you know, it's pretty uh, nice. It's you know, like the- I said, it's not unwarranted shit talking. It's just if. If, if you give me the business, I'll give you the business back. But uh, holler at your boy. Uh, follow us on TikTok. Jesse, what you got? Man, I'm just the same old dude. You can find me at the same old places, except for probably it's not the same Nashville. old G, like genuine. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Probably not Nashville so much over the next couple of days and forever. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Jesse Baker, uh, patron saint of the kayfabe comparisons, but not so much the patron saint of the rock block. Jesse Baker Nash, Instagram, Jesse Baker Nash, Twitter, Jesse Baker Nash. I don't know. Wherever. Everywhere. Everywhere yeah. else. Everywhere. Fuck yeah, Jesse. Everywhere. Before we get I off, I want to do a shout out today as a 901 day uh, for, for Memphis, Tennessee. Tennessee, I know Jesse. I mean, uh, Daniel says, oh, we have a rivalry with Nashville, but I'm still, I'll still hold it down for the 901 for the Memphis. I love my uh, Tennessee brethren. That's fine. That's cool. I don't know what that means. 901's the area code for Memphis. Today's September the 1st, just like we have June the 15th. 615. Come on now, get with I it. Love, I love that you just compare the Memphis area code to Juneteenth. That's, that's interesting. No, that's just June 19th, jackass. Juneteenth is June 19th. That's June right. You're 15th, right, damn it. 615. So we'll get it right one day, but uh, I just love Tennessee. Yeah, I love all of you. That's why in there. Yeah, I, I, it's the it's the you worst just, when you, you just served it. Like it's, it's the worst it's the worst when you fuck up on a, on an insult. It's like literally the worst thing that can happen. <laughs> but, but yeah, we love just Tennessee. Like, we love wrestling. We'll holler at you guys next week. Just like Donald Trump, Wex is going to try to not get kicked off Twitter this uh, this week, but um, it's too late there. <laughs> uh, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> We're out. Peace. Peace.